0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Zebra's running amok in the Big 12 Conference. Is it us or is it them? We'll get into it next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're
0: going to start this thing off right. Right! Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers joining today. You're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five bucks or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started with the only chris level i'm casey cowan chris great to be back with you once again my man and a different kind of topic today we'll remain for the most part in a basketball category we'll get back to red raider basketball coming up tomorrow as we wrap up the week and get ready for the weekend texas tech coming back home to host central florida but outside of the realm of the red raiders specifically even though they are involved in this there's been a more interesting, larger conversation afoot this week as it relates to Big 12 basketball and those rulemeisters who are running the ship. We're talking about the Zebras today. You may have noticed a couple of things bubbling up to the surface as of late, and if you haven't, we'll remind you. It was only a few days ago that the coach you faced the other night, Scott Drew, ejected from a ball game, and his athletics director, in an unusual move, Baylor AD Mac Rhodes had this to say as he spoke to the media saying, this is an embarrassment for this league, period. This league needs to get better when we think about our officiating. Okay, that's a little unusual. Get a little hot under the collar here or there maybe. But then the good times just continued to roll. As newcomer to the league, Kelvin Sampson got a little hot under the collar as well in some recent days. Tossed out of a ball game as his team was routing Oklahoma state. He actually spoke or I guess declined to speak on the matter following his game. Um, I have no thoughts. So if I say something, answer your question, they find me 25,000. What part of 25,000 are you willing to pay? So don't ask, don't ask me silly questions because it's a $25,000 fine. If I tell the truth. So I can't, so don't ask me. I learned that from Mac Rhodes. <laughs> so Chris, something we did also learn from Kelvin Sampson is that he values the truth somewhere less than $25,000. I don't know what the number is uh, for him. And if I was that report, I'd say with your salary, Oh, yeah, I'd pay it all if I got the chance to say what I wanted to say. This also, Chris, comes on the heels of a CBS Sports report talking about some of these things and actually outlining the fact that the Big 12 just now, just now, 2024, the year of our Lord, has decided to officially grade its officials. And according to the report, the last remaining power conference to do this. I know that's a whole lot to chew on, but... A bigger question here today, Chris, is it us or is it them? Because I got to tell you, I don't know how you feel about it, but anytime the zebras are standing out to me, I'm thinking, all right, I got to be missing something here. I always hate to involve officials even in a conversation as it relates to a game, but it's almost become too big to ignore. And maybe it's not just us, man. What are you thinking about this go around this week?
1: You know, this is uh – this is going to be interesting as it relates to Brett, your mark, because here, here's what to, to the context here is that you have a new commissioner, fairly new. Uh, we, we understand his NBA background. And we also understand how the, the, the high level of importance that he's played on, on men's basketball, even so much as, maybe even going outside the box with the media rights deal in time saying, you know what, we're going to piecemeal this together. Football is one contract. Men's basketball may be an entirely different one, okay? I, I, you know, whether they end up doing that or not, but he certainly has considered it. He, You know, the league continues to brand itself as the best league in the country, which, you know, it, it is, but I think they have kind of like started to really, you know, promote that now. Uh, internally. And it, it really is a wildly entertaining league. Let's just recap. Y- y- yeah, Yes, you had all the Bob Huggins, West Virginia controversy months and months ago, but like on the court and just like say what the last three to four weeks we've had one coach accuse opposing fan base or an opposing coach of stealing signs or filming his team's huddles. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: we, we've had um, we've had you know one team go through the handshake line dropping the anti hand signal for that school after they beat them on their court, and and, and then be told, <laughs> "Don't you do that? That is not what we do here, new guy." um and, and 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 shortly after that we have another new team that like we're like heck yeah man if this frustrates him let's put it on a shirt let's put it on a shirt only to have that own school's administration head coach whoever go guys we, we can't do that we're, we're we, we would like to be good you know be very collegial and like you know be be good you know stewards of of just sports in this league, and so let's just not let's just not do the horns down. Um, to which got a lot of backlash. Okay, now now we've got some recent ejections uh, going on by guys that are either hall of famers or going to be. Okay, like you know are already in kind of type deal. Yeah, a recent national championship winner, a recent Final Four head coach, um, and, and so it, it, it never. Um, this league has not wanted for any kind of news or or needing to be uh, you know thought about because it's just there's all kinds of inherent like <laughs> drama and all kinds of stuff going on which has been awesome um, and and shockingly shockingly Texas Tech hasn't really involved been involved in any of it um, which which is you know um, they, they've got their own things but the yeah, n- nothing as it relates here okay so. And, and and I'm I think your mark can market a lot of these things like a lot of the controversies you even had by the way you even had Kansas and Kansas State maybe an altercation in the tunnel uh, the other night after the uh, the sunflower showdown which is the least uh, aggressive name for a showdown <laughs> ever um, you know all 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 the flowers in the in the field just kind of face the sun and it's <laughs> like so you know but uh, the sunflower showdown but it wasn't all uh, rainbows and uh, unicorns and all that in the yeah in some powers <laughs> in the tunnel apparently at the octagon of doom after that one right. nobody really wanted to talk about it but some things were said some people were asked about said things nobody really wanted to uh, address it but uh, anyway but all, all this to say I, I, you know it's like kind of like WWE type stuff i love it i mean you know i, I add more spice into the in into the mixture here and uh, and at some point it becomes combustible the reason that we're talking about this now is though uh, a lot of these spices led to some interesting decisions by officials in recent days. Uh, I think um, I think you have a situation with you know the ejections that has led to some questions, and I think ultimately, Cowan, the question needs to be asked. Because I think a lot of people have had uh, you know, problems with the officials and that, yes, they are now grading them. The level of play in this league has exceeded over the last however many years. And, and that is a fact. Has the officiating, can it match that level of play? How, it, does it continue to match the level of play? I, I think it's a fair question to ask uh, aloud and, and then wonder... You know, and, and for Brett Yormark to ask aloud and to try to get that answer, uh, because I think a lot of the coaches in this league or administrators in this league would suggest to you, no, it has not.
0: Let's just let that hang out there for a
1: minute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh oh, awkward pause. No, awkward
0: pause. I just want everybody to think about that for just a minute. Um, this is something that kind of shocks me. An official grading system never being in place? I, I don't know what you were aware of prior to this. Me as just a common fan assumed that there was some type of you know, accountability, if not to the public, at least to the league office where, I don't know, maybe they talked about like, hey, you were good, or hey, you were bad. Let's do this the same. Let's do this differently. What was in place to your knowledge previously? And uh, why was the Big 12 Conference the last apparently in the nation to consider the bright idea of grading their officials. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And happy Super Bowl week to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And FanDuel has more ways than you can count for you to end this season with a dub. Or maybe two, or three, or four, not five, not six. Not only can you bet on who's going to win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score the first touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. National Anthem action, that do anything for you? Check it out at FanDuel.com. New customers also joining today, and you're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of 5 bucks or more wins. All you got to do, visit FanDuel.com slash on. To sign up, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to get started and make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
1: Yeah, John Underwood, uh, was I think used to be the um, this was his, his job or this was under his umbrella as far in the Big 12 offices. He's he's recently, um, you know, I think retired. Um, and they've got a new director of officials, uh, Curtis, uh, oh man, you, you may have to help me there. Uh, Curtis, I, I, it's right on the tip of my tongue, former official and all that stuff. Anyway, but John Underwood, I, I, I do think there was some sort of internal like accountability at some level. Uh, but I don't know how they got to this from A to B with it. Uh, I just can't believe in my wildest dreams that you would have just been like, Hey man, you did a good job here. Or, Hey, we think you need to do better without any sort of like actual criteria and, and data and, and somebody, a third party, even kind of like, Hey man, they, they, they're not doing well here. Or this guy just is way out of his league, whatever. Uh, but i I you know, because here's what here's what coaches want. I don't think they're I don't think anybody's really gonna be worried about some grading system because they're never gonna see it. They're never gonna be privy to uh, that because you know, I could see where where people would disagree with the grading system. It's all about how subjective the grading system is. Who's doing it, how harsh are they, uh, well whatever. But ultimately, what it comes down to, and this is what like Jerome Tang said this after a recent game when he got teed up. This is what most coaches want, and I think if uh, if if Kelvin Sampson could tell the truth and not worry about dropping twenty five grand, he, he he would have said, "We just want, we just want some explanations. We want some accountability." and 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 we want some some transparency here with with why a call is made maybe on on one night and not on the other why a call is made in one half and not in the other why i mean because i'll i'll just say this the 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 official directly involved with the non-call in kelvin sampson's uh tirade okay (laughs) Which it was. He got his money's worth. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he'll get he'll get some sort of fine for uh, ranting and raving. And, and, and at 68 years old, man, shout out to you, man, because you really cared. He was moving uh, pretty quick, man. He got I down mean, the floor pretty quickly. And he had <laughs> things to say, and people were going to hear those things to say. Um, and so uh, amazing how like crazy right there in that moment that he was very calm, like measured and arms crossed. It's like, don't ask me silly questions, man. I'm not. I can give up my my money, but the same official that no call there is the same official that called your your bogus flop call in Fort Worth on Pop Isaacs, which just was not. Yeah, um, and and if anything, should have been a foul on the defender. So there the, there are really good officials in this league, and I, and I I'm not saying that they're perfect, but what you've had, Cowan, is you've had an expansion of the league, so you've got more league games. And so we've had – I've seen two or three brand-new officials that I've never seen before calling league games. Uh, You know, Oklahoma, there was one. Uh, I believe you had one. I want to say it was either the BYU or the Kansas State home game for you. There was a brand-new official calling his very first Big 12 game. I even had to ask one of the other officials at the Oklahoma game. I'm like, hey, how do you say this gentleman's name? Don't want to make sure we don't screw it up or whatever because we've never – we've not seen him before. And so – and and it's going to be even more expanded next year. But I I think – because in the NBA, they do like the pool reporter. Like if there's a question about the official, there's like a neutral reporter or a reporter that is selected on behalf of the media that has like a a back and forth with like, can you clarify why – you know if there's ever any controversy. And sometimes the NBA that there is – I think the NFL does this same kind of has the same thing. Uh, so, but I don't think college basketball ha- has, has such things because these officials are like, you know, you don't never hear from them. You, you don't, you know, and again, th- there's probably some reasons for that. Not that they need to be like a, a target, you know, John Higgins, who's since retired, he was targeted by the Kentucky fan base and there was a lawsuit and, the Kentucky message boards and all these things, they had to stand down. I mean, you know, they had to, they were in the wrong. They were leaving uh they were leaving bad reviews on on uh John Higgins's like roofing business uh, website and the, the, <laughs> the court the courts deemed it like this ain't right, you know? Um so <laughs> I know I it, it's it's a bit of a mess. I think though that's very fair to like wonder if you're getting as good of officiating as you could in the Big Twelve, which is a the top league in the country. Uh, Higgins is gone. I, I'm not sure that I knew that, but let's all
0: again pause for that celebratory cause. Um,
1: he, he was a good one though, because he this he is took,
0: yeah he took no shenanigans. Well, this is the thing that uh, blows me away is we get used to seeing these guys throughout the year just biffing left and right, and then all of a sudden they're in the final four. We're like, wait, these are supposed to be the best? <laughs> I know these are like, huh? Who's deciding this? Oh, let me guess. Another ref? Just another call he might have got wrong? That's also the problem when we're talking about some of these new guys uh, with an expanded league. Um, it's not even them that I'm focusing in on yet. I hate that I am so familiar with so many officials in the Big 12 Conference. You got Frosted Tip guy, I guess now retired. You, oh, got, yeah. you got Bald guy, and you got the sensitive psycho, Doug Sermon. Um, there should be no reason whatsoever to even know the name of these guys Uh, When you're talking about a fan's perspective, obviously, I understand it's a little bit different uh, from a coaching perspective. One word you didn't mention there that I thought we were going to get to pretty early, consistency. And watching Big 12 basketball officiating has led me to believe over the years, I've said it before, that officiating basketball must be more difficult than flying to the moon in a manned spacecraft because we have seen one happen and we've never seen the other happen. I guess I'll let you guys decide which one actually happened. (laughs) You can let us know in the YouTube comments, but I don't know. Maybe it's just that difficult. And I've always thought, Chris, maybe you need to be paying more because you're not attracting the best candidates. I guess. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure where that salary falls, but uh, I'm befuddled when it comes to solutions for some of these problems. But it kind of seems like to answer the question that's on the screen, is it us or is it them? It ain't just us that's noticing some of these things. It's kind of like the Oklahoma game a few weeks ago where Texas Tech is being officiated in a different way for 85% of the game. And then all of a sudden they say, "Ah, we're going to flip the script and we're going to start shafting OU. Now I love as a Tech fan when we start getting those calls, but I'm telling the buddies I'm watching the game with, those are still horrible calls. So you have everybody leave the game Mad And maybe that's their goal at the end of the day. Hey, somebody's going to be pissed off at us one way or another. Boys, let's just see if we can get everybody pissed off at us whenever we uh, wrap this thing up. But I know it's not an easy job, but it's still a job that can be achieved. And I don't know if accountability would help anything at all, but I do live in a fantasy world where I would love to see an official sitting behind a podium uh, at the end of the day having to answer questions uh, from the media or whoever it has to be. Because if it's good enough for an 18 to 22-year-old, uh, to have to do, I don't know why it wouldn't be good enough uh, for an official to have to do, but that's probably a pipe dream.
1: Yeah, and it because as a coach, you teach your players to uh, you know because games are officiated differently. It's like a home plate umpire; one guy's strike zone is different than another. Okay. Um, you know one guy likes that he's gonna give you the the you know the, the paint. Uh, the other guy's like, man, I'm not you know we're not doing that. you're gonna have to be really good today and, it, and hitters love it. It's like, okay, they got to be perfect. You know, officials in basketball, it, it's it's subjective, but yeah, that's what we, we said is that I'm frustrated when it's a foul in the first half but not the second. But you have to understand like this is just the way it works. It's the psychology or the, the the rhythm of the game, but more often than not, you may see a fairly lopsided foul count uh, and then it and then you look up a bit later and it's evened up. This is just kind of how it it's it goes. Uh, I think that is always fascinating. And I think that like a guy like I, I've even talked about this on the broadcast, like when pop Isaacs gets that sense, That his team hasn't gotten a call a bit, and it's a bit lopsided. I think that's when he starts sticking his head down, getting downhill, and being aggressive because this is what has equaled a lot of free throw trips for him recently. Yeah, it's the psychology, like the catch up game. You know, like oh, it's five fouls to one; the crowd's really booing, or they're really into it. I mean, I just stick my head down and get (laughs) to the bucket, and like you know, uh, you know, whistle blows, and it's like a tale as old as time. It's that even up game. What is fascinating about the other night, you know, uh I, I'll tell you what else I learned from Mac Rhodes is that if you if you make enough noise, the foul count that your next game is gonna be twenty five to fifteen. Um, and maybe <laughs> this is what Mac Rhodes paid for. Maybe Squeaky this was, <laughs> will. maybe it gets greased, maybe yeah. that's what I mean. I don't know, but uh, I, I think it was fascinating watching the way that game was called uh, the other night. It, it's like Kyron Lindsey and Robert Jennings, you know, you breathe on somebody and it's like whistle, 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 eight personal fouls combined and you have Misi and, um, you know, uh, J- Jonathan, Jonathan Chama Chachua and, uh, you know, the, the other center, uh, name escapes me right now, it's early, sorry, uh, Ajana was his last name, but anyways, the, the, just so physical um, and, and all those things, and just allowed to do it, and it's like, um, yeah. You know, and, and Grant, at one point, he just he did this number. It's like he just like you know, he just threw up his stat sheet. It was exactly. like, I don't know, yeah. even know what. Well, uh, yeah. that was another game that turned on a dime. At some
0: point, you saw a big stretcher. Is like all against red and black, both ends of the floor. And you're like, okay, what's happening here? I don't, I find no reason to ever believe that the foul calls have to be even. That's the other thing that irritates me. Like, oh, we caught up and it was even. All right, so you started screwing the other guys? Just call the calls. Just make the call. There's nothing in the book that says it's got to be even. If one team's fouling more... Oh, it wasn't. There, no. it, it,
1: it wasn't even. But, but I mean, more often than not, that's kind of the game that's played. You can kind of follow it. But yeah, well, I know, I'm with, if it's a
0: foul, call it. If it's not, don't call it. And, and part of them being impacted by the crowds and the egos, and this is my strike zone, et cetera, whatever, is part of why eventually baseball officiating will be replaced by robots. And I welcome the day they are horrific. That's a whole nother conversation, but there was a study done long ago as they tried out some of the robotic officiating uh, in lower-level baseball. And if you think that the percentage of calls that are not missed from a baseball perspective is not having an impact on the game, you're crazy. By the way, where does it tilt? To the home team. That's a whole nother conversation I could get back into, but that's going to happen at some point in time. I don't know how we ever do that from a basketball standpoint. You'll be having to grease those robot wheels up and down the floor to keep them moving that fast. But an old fat boy standing behind home plate, that some buck can be replaced by a blinking light in the outfield. I mean (laughs) – Quicker than you can say. All right, let's give them something else to argue about in the YouTube comments before we're out of here today, Chris, because we had a question from the YouTube comments I wanted to get to. Well, that involves you. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time, and you shouldn't have to sweat it out when buying tickets to your favorite events. And with Game Time, you'll never have to, because it's always a breeze using the Game Time app, where you'll find killer last-minute deals, views from every seat, and their lowest price guaranteed. And right now, if you happen to be in Vegas for the big game, all users get hundred dollars off when they buy that ticket with their code Vegas. 100 game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it begins which means game time is the place to find last minute seats to any event the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets but not just fast also secure and simple to use so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time and right now again all game time users can get a hundred dollars off of a big game ticket with our code vegas100 that's v-e-g-a-s 100 terms apply just download the game time app and use the code vegas 100 for 100 dollars off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game just use our code locked on for 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed here it is on the screen for those watching on youtube this is from rusty reed and this is after the trip To Waco, he says, of all the locked-on hosts I watch, Chris has a unique perspective on Big 12 basketball. He's right in the melee. It would be interesting to do a show where he ranks Big 12 venues as the atmosphere and experience for the visiting squad. Rusty, thank you for being out there, and thank you for the comment. Your wish is our command. (laughs) After some brainstorming yesterday, here's a top five to throw at you. And because we are humble and fair-minded guys, some say the most fair-minded podcast in the nation, we're going to assume, yes, Texas Tech is number one, but this is from a visitor's perspective. This is from Chris Level's visiting perspective. So the Red Raiders not qualifying for this list, but this is how we ran it down, Chris. Top five dead or alive. Number one, Kansas. Number two, Iowa State. Number three, Now maybe the newly arrived Baylor Bears, number four, West Virginia, number five, Kansas State, the aforementioned octagon of doom. You've been in the middle of all these, uh, like Rusty was saying, Chris, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why some of these make you feel that way. And uh, also one thing you mentioned to me, you know, some in the league may have to do with the quality of the team. And then sometimes that has nothing to
1: do with it. They just show up anyway. Yeah, and that that definitely is, uh, you know, so, yeah, so some context here. Um, you know, Kansas and Iowa State are really one and 1A. I can't really say that one is harder than the other. They're both, and, and, and what makes that, them different is that, now Kansas has usually been good, okay, so uh, hear me out there, but Iowa State in some of these years hasn't been, they've had some down years, However, their crowd is still phenomenal uh, and intimidating, and, and 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 all that. So, that's what makes Kansas and Iowa State different. Is that regardless if they've, you know, now again, I'm saying this, and Kansas has just always got a good team, but like Iowa State is different, I guess, because we're home, you know, they're just their home uh, environment it is maintained whether they're having a phenomenal year or a lousy one. And I think that's impressive. Um, You know, and then like Baylor would be, and I don't know if I'm getting caught up in recency bias or not, but Baylor would have not been on this list if not for this new building, but this new building does absolutely give them a home court advantage. And uh, it's, it's loud. It's because I thought Houston's building is, was impressive. TCU's got a smaller venue as well. That's been updated and all those things, but I just didn't think the the noise or the juice or the you know was was near as much uh, at Houston or in Fort Worth as it was in Waco. Uh, And again, part of this is that some of these teams are really good. Houston's team was really good, and maybe uh, it's because they they beat you up that night so much that it wasn't ever that too close. Uh, You know, and so I don't I don't know. I don't know. But I I thought that the the general environment in Waco was was very impressive and worthy of being on this list. Now, these last two, um, because because I do want to mention that Houston, I was impressed with Houston. I just don't know if it was like a top five uh, deal. But these last two when when they're when they're right. It's very difficult to play at these places. However, I do want to say that I have been to these two places on multiple occasions where the team isn't really, you know, doing well and and it's not it's not that intimidating. So you have to understand the caveat there with, with West Virginia and Kansas State. But when when rolling and when full, yeah, look out. It's gonna to be tough to get it, to get out of there uh, with a win. And you know, the old Coliseum at West Virginia, it, it, it's it holds a ton of folks. I think West Virginia does more often than not support their program, whether they're winning them all or, or, or having a tough season, they they will show up, but it's just not the, quite the same. And, and, and nobody like Huggins could get the people worked up because he was whining all the (laughs) time and they, they fed off of his like frustration. Um, You know, all, all those things. You imagine like Huggins involved in the same officiating controversy that we had earlier. I mean, (laughs) he would have gotten his money's worth uh, for (laughs) sure. And then mumbled at the press conference afterward, uh, I, I, I don't know, what, what do you want from me? Yeah. You know, you know. um, uh, and then and Kansas State, I think people probably got a good look at that on Monday night. Now, granted, that's when Kansas comes into town, the octagon of doom. They, they have a, you know, there's a variance there on whether the students are really into it or whether they're just kind of checked out. Some of the Bruce Weber years, they weren't. All in. I think with the Jerome Tang hire, they've been all in really since he's gotten there, and it's a very difficult place to play. Thankfully, on this list, um, you don't have to play at two of these places. You've already played at one of them, and and you you still have uh, you still have uh, two other re- remaining. And, and I will say this too: I haven't been to BYU. I hear great things about that environment, or I say you know, things is is yeah. like what's a really tough place to play. Cause they have they put I think it's like 18 5 in the Marriott Center. And yeah. I think more often than not, it is full. That's a lot of folks, man. yeah Um and got, so you I know they got
0: some newcomers coming that are probably going to shake it up even further. Uh yeah. when we've experienced BYU, you got Arizona coming to the league as well, Utah. So uh Maybe this list looks a little different a year from now. Good stuff, man. Fun conversation today. Sound off on any of the above in the YouTube comments. Would love to hear from you. Chris will be back around to get ready for Red Raiders and Golden Knights, a.k.a. Citronauts, coming up tomorrow as
1: we wrap up the week, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the time as always. Uh, Enjoy uh, the Thursday out there, everybody. Stay out of the wind. Maybe a bit difficult, but uh, other than that, keep hope alive.
0: And make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. We appreciate you being out there. For Chris, I'm Casey, and hope to see you back for the next round of Locked On Texas Tech.